Hello, everyone, and welcome to a surprise Saturday edition of Locked On Flames. Late last night, the trade for Matthew Kachuk was announced. He was on the move to the east, to Florida, Sunshine State, and the Flames have already appeared to win the trade. But we have to dissect that here on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in on this fine Saturday morning, afternoon, evening, wherever whatever time it is when you're tuning in. Uh, I'm Jess Belmosto, as always, your host of Locked On Flames. And last night, I was sound asleep when this trade was announced. My boyfriend came running into the bedroom. See, I'm thinking like the cat ate something, the cat threw up. There's like a fox on our balcony or something. No, he goes, Kachuk traded, Kachuk traded, Kachuk to Florida. I was like, whoa, slow your horses. We got to, I'm half awake right now. So it was not a fever dream like everybody else kind of thought it was too. Uh, But I wasn't sure how to feel until I saw the return. But then I saw the return and was like, okay, this is okay. This is all right. So Kachuk is no longer a flame. Uh, He is out of the West and off to the East. Like I said, the flames were probably going to do everything in their power to get him out of the Western Conference. It just makes the most sense. Why would you keep a very talented player there when you can ship him out East, right? But for once, the Flames did not get fleeced. They were doing the fleecing. The return for this trade is Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Wegar, a prospect, and a first-round pick. So, you know, this, this is a pretty big haul for Kachuk, who played his best hockey on a line with Gaudreau. Now, I'm not knocking Matthew because he is obviously a very talented player, but this opens a whole new can of worms for him. Is he going to be keeping up this, you know, 90 to 100 point per year status? Or is he going to drop down to, you know, more of like a 70, 80 point a year player? Which, that that's fine. You're still producing a lot. But it's something that I think Florida kind of has to, not reconsider, but, you know, look about, look at it in a long-term run, you know, is this pace something that's sustainable? But again, he's in a much more competitive division. The Atlantic division, that's, you know, my Bruins are there, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Bolts, even the Senators are, you know, they're in like pedal to the metal mode. Um, you have Detroit, you have I am blanking, but you know, you have a lot of competitive teams that want to win. And I think that it would be a disservice if he went to another division. I think that this is such an awesome division. He's reuniting with Sam Bennett, which we talked about earlier in the week. And, you know, he is, um, he signed that extension for eight years with uh, an annual salary of $1 million and the rest in bonuses, which still does count against the cap hit. But, you know, I'm not... I I don't want to say I'm not upset that Matthew's gone, 
but I'm, I'm relieved that the Flames were able to get good players in return for him. And it makes the most sense for Brad Tree Living to really accept the highest offer here because, you know, you're not only making up for Kachuk leaving, you're making up for Johnny Gaudreau, who had 115 points this season and will probably, you know, he's probably going to put up close to 100 points, especially having Patrick Lyde on his right. It's going to be great. I think that that's, you know, obviously setting him up for success. But, you know, is Matthew Kachuk capable of sustaining this kind of long-term success as well? Um, I feel like it's going to be a little bit, maybe a little bit of a humbling experience. I mean, I'm sure the winters are going to be really nice not having to, like, shovel and be in the cold and the snow. I mean, I guess the quote-unquote cold would probably be, like, 50 degrees, which sounds really nice compared to uh, the negatives. So best of luck to Matthew. I don't think that anybody should be, you know, writing him off as, like, this, like, evil villain that, oh, he didn't want to sign long-term here. He didn't his heart wasn't in it. He blah, blah, blah. No, I think that this is going to be really interesting for the Flames and for the Panthers. Uh, Let's not forget that Paul Maurice was recently hired by Florida to coach. And Paul Maurice also thinks that, or at least thought that Matthew Kachuk intentionally injured Mark Shifley in the bubble. So no soap operas, just hockey. We, have a lot to look forward to as hockey fans. Um, You know, they throw the rats on the ice for um, during Panthers games. So, Rathew will feel right at home. And, you know, I think it's going to be fun to watch him go up against Brady, you know, eight times a year. Uh, It'll just be a blast. You know, I don't think you like I don't feel any animosity towards him so I don't think you know it's not like they got nothing for him they got a big haul for him which we are going to talk about next because we need to talk about who Jonathan Huberto is who Mackenzie Wegar is and just how important they will be to this this season's flames but first let's talk about our friends at Built Bar You guys know that Built Bar is very generous to us, and they send us packages all the time of their delicious tasting protein bars. I have a package. It's a a variety pack, and I'm so excited to just dig into them. And my favorite thing about them is that they are low in carbs, low in calories, high in fiber, high in protein. So they get me what I need to – they get me through the day which is what anybody needs, right? You just need that that little bit of extra gas sometimes. And uh, they're great to eat after workouts to make sure your proteins are good, to make sure your macros are good. The best part about Built Bars and Built Puffs and really anything from Built is that they taste delicious and they're good for you. You're able to satisfy that sweet tooth or a craving without sacrificing the calories or your macros for the, for the treat, you know, and you're fueling your body with something good. So if you are interested in something like a delicious coconut brownie chunk bar, head on over to built.com today 
and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. I'm sure, you know, you're anxious to see how this goes for the Flames. And I will have Armando from Locked on Panthers on uh, probably early in the week to discuss these players more in depth. But I'm very excited to share, you know, the tip of the iceberg, scratching the surface of who these players are. Immediately, when I saw Jonathan Huberto's name on the return, I lost it. I felt a million percent better about this trade. Not only... Are you getting someone who is a 20 to 30 goal scorer? You're getting someone who was in the competition for, for Hart last year. Uh, he had the second, he was tied for the second most points in the league. So you're getting, you're upgrading from Kachuk with uh, Jonathan Huberto. He had a career high 80. No, I'm lying to you. He had a career high uh, 115 points. So he was tied with Johnny for points. He had 85 assists last year, 30 goals, and he's only 28. So again, you're getting a player that's in their prime. Yes, he's a UFA at the end of next season, but I don't think Tree Living accepts this trade unless he knows there's a potential contract extension, like a good likelihood of these two players signing an extension. But I just, I think that the fact that you're getting someone who is a consistent 20 to 30 goal scorer, you're getting someone to quite literally replace John's numbers. um, That's, that's great. You're up, you're immediately upgrading your first line from what it was 24 hours ago. You know, I think that it, you're able to see a roster a little more clearly you're seeing some sort of uh, definition and identity to this team. And then you bring in Mackenzie Wegar, who is another great addition to your um, offense and defense. He is a top four defenseman that will help strengthen what the flames already have. We know that Chris Tanev will be out um, probably until at least January uh, due to the surgeries he's had and the injuries he's suffered. So we're going to have to adjust there. And Mackenzie Wegar brings in offense, defense, and just a boatload of talent at, I think he's like 25, 26 years old. So, you know, it's great to see that um, the Flames are really were able to upgrade their team over this situation and not have more question marks even more question marks than they had 24 hours ago. I think you're able to kind of slot players in places and see, okay, this is what it'll look like. You know, you have uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, Elias Lindholm, and Andrew Mangiapane, or something like that, you know? You don't know what, you know, what your lineup's going to look like by opening night, but I, I think or for opening night, rather. I think that it's just a very good 
situation for the Flames to be in right now. Uh, there was actually a fight a few years ago between Mackenzie Wegar and Nola Chari where he got like just absolutely rocked. And then I swear, I swear it was the next season after that he started turning around his game. He started like playing better. So, and then him and Nolachari were teammates. So that's kind of funny, but I just, I really am hopeful. And I think that this is just very positive (laughs) for the Flames fans. I think everybody should be able to take a step back and say, yeah, we lost two thirds of our top line. But look at what we were able to replace it with. Jonathan Huberdeau, 115 points last season. Consistent 20 to 30 goal scorer. You know, there's some some good there. And it's important to remember that when you're sitting there getting down on this team. Oh, they couldn't re-sign John. They couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. Okay, but look at what they did get. And I take back my comments about Brad Tree Living being asleep and having his phone off. I do. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to wrap up the show with just sort of more opinions and assumptions. Um, because it, it is just kind of a weekend speculation, immediate uh, analysis of this trade. So stick around and let's see if we're on the same page. I really don't want to get ahead of myself and say that the flames are back in like a super competitive position. I I don't because I, I just, I don't want to jinx it. Every time I go into the season with high expectations, it ends up flopping. So I, I do think they are a better team than they were 24 hours ago. I would say 12 hours ago, but the trade had already happened. <laughs> um, we knew this trade was imminent. And I think everybody had kind of thrown up their giant question marks in terms of what what would the Flames get? You know, uh, the Blues were a, a team that were deep in conversations. The Canes, you what what would the Canes have given up to come close to this offer? Svechnikov? I don't think they would have done that. And what would the Blues have given up? You know, I think that Florida was willing to go all in. And um, the, yeah, it's a little bit of an overpayment for Matthew Kachuk. But I do think that in the long term, this could be good for both sides. I don't, I don't want to immediately say, like, oh, Kachuk, like, doesn't help, the, help their roster. Because, like, he does. But he's not a 115-point scorer, you know? So we'll have to like keep an eye on that and see how that goes because I, the flames did what they needed to do. They learned their lesson. They sold high and they got what Kachuk is worth. And then some, they got a total haul for him. And I really wish nothing but the best for Matthew Kachuk. I think that he is a player that was not destined to be in Calgary long-term, you know, you would would have loved to see him be captain, but I just, I don't think he was going to be sticking around unless, even if Goudreau signed, I think that his departure was kind of coming. And I hope, I hope nothing, you know, but the best for him down in Florida. I think it'll be fun. 
for him. Um, it's obviously a much different environment and atmosphere. Um, and I, I do hope that the Flames are able to land an extension with Huberto and Wegar because those those are two key pieces to this roster now. You know, like I mentioned, you have Hubi for Hart last year and Mackenzie Wegar really, really stepping into his game and being a two-way defenseman, which the Flames need. That I feel like that's one of the things they're lacking. Like, yeah, you get a few goals out of Rasmus Anderson and Hannafin, but you know, if you can get a little bit more out of a player like Ligar, then why not, right? I will just sit here and hope that things work out. Um, I don't think that the Flames are going to be part of the tankathon this year. I think that with Daryl Sutter still under contract, things are going to be okay. You know, I think that they're going to go into camp with a much clearer mind. (laughs) I think that they have a plan now. Um, Again, I don't, I don't take back my comments about Sutter. I mean, about tree living, like not having an immediate plan B. Maybe he knew this all along though. Maybe he knew that Matthew Kachuk was going to want out and that this was his plan B. So You never know. We'll have to see where this season takes us and if extensions get done, if the Flames sign any more free agents. But until then, you can keep uh, tuning into Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on your Saturday, wherever you may be, uh, grocery shopping, by the pool, at the beach, staying inside because it's a bajillion degrees. Uh, So I will see you all on Monday. And we will talk more about this trade because I am sure more details are going to come out and we're just going to be, we're going to be all right.